And welcome into another episode of the Outsider Sports Hockey Podcast. Ben Mandel and Mikey D back at it. Tom is back safely from Italy, but he's resting up. Uh, a lot of jet lag, you know how it is. But Mikey D and I know the real reason he's not on the show today. Yeah, it is because his New York Rangers took a pretty tough loss. And now, the, uh, in all fairness to Tom, that isn't the real reason why he's not on. You know he yeah. would want to be on here. <laughs> defending his rangers but also i mean this is a, tom did pick the devils to win this series so it's not like he, he's someone who's going to be a sore loser he was he was very good throughout the series not as much hate as we thought part of it's he was in italy but <laughs> you know we definitely definitely saw a really good series though and two games in when we last recorded an episode or when we recorded like the first episode of the playoffs, the Devils were down a game already. We recorded the last episode. It was 2-2. Devils go out and dominate and win game five at home. Rangers go out and I was going to say dominate and win game six at home, but they didn't. The Devils dominated the first 15 minutes of that game. Penalties took them out of it. The Rangers got a power play goal. They were able to build a little bit of momentum. And then once the Devils had to start chasing the game, that's really when things started to fall apart. But when you look at the way the Devils played after game two, game three, they survived. Game four, they started to take control. And from that point on, they found themselves and they knew how to beat this Ranger team. And that's exactly what they did. Yeah, hundred percent, Ben. It was like it, it was it was literally perfection, like a storyline to an extent about how the Devils competed in this series and and how it went from really bad. You know, it, it, they literally took the expression of you know we can only go so far, you know, far down from here, and and uh, you know it's only up from here is what I mean to say. And that's literally what the Devils did after games one and two because we saw how you know the the nerves are there and. And um, and how off state they didn't look. They did not look like the team that we saw all regular season. They just looked completely different. And um, and then when game three, when they finally just fi- found a way to win the game, and you know through a gritty game in which the Rangers could have uh, you know could have won themselves if it wasn't for a bunch of missed opportunities. Um, you know they just they took it they took advantage of that and ran away with it. You know game four, um, you know they they cleaned things up. You know they won a game not convincingly, but they you know but they got it done. Um, you know on the road once again, and then obviously game five they just took complete control. Game six, you know they took control, but you know a lot of penalties and unfortunate situations cost them. You know a lot of turnovers in their own uh, uh, defensive zone. And then obviously we saw game seven, uh, they just, comp- it wasn't even remotely close. You know, the, my favorite thing to bring up, Tom Hayes is the win a meter man uh, that we see on Twitter, everything like that. They have a thousand simulations, you know, after the game is played and if there's any chance of uh, each team, you know, winning after a thousand uh, simulations, obviously. And the Devils had a 91% chance to win that game uh, yesterday, no matter, uh, no matter all those simulations. So it, it was a complete dominant and I couldn't be more proud of this team because I know I am the one who picked the Rangers to win seven. I thought their experience and the veteran status and and obviously getting the the experience and, and the rings that they got would be the advantage for them. But man, the Devils took the the veteran status and the rings that they got over in the offseason and compared to playoff Palat because God, he's been great. Hala has been awesome. And uh, they really stepped up and they made the younger guys uh, have to step up as well. And we saw that, uh, you know, we talked about it last podcast, you know, Jack Hughes is, it's something to be excited about for a long time to come for this Devils team because he shows up game in and game out. And we were gonna, everyone questioned saying, you know, how is he going to be in the playoffs? Is he going to be as good as he is in the regular season? And man, he is just as good, if not better. I'll tell you what, Andre Palat, and you know, you could say playoff Palat, 
I really just thought we only saw game seven plot in this series. I didn't think he was what I was expecting, but boy, oh boy, did he show up in the biggest game of the year. That was by far and away his best game as a devil. I know he had a couple of moments in the regular season where you said, this is why you got Pilat, but that moment right there on it's four on four, it expires into a Ranger power play. Pilat is able to force a turnover from the best defenseman and puck-moving defenseman, not only on the Rangers, but arguably in the league in Adam Fox. Then he's able to hound Chris Kreider, pry the puck away from him, not once having control of it, and then fight through those two along with a third Ranger before sliding the puck underneath another guy to Michael McLeod, who had one of the best finishes I have seen. What a goal from Michael McLeod, but what a game from Andre Palat. He also is the reason why Eric Halla's goal happened was because Palat was able to tie up on the wall, free the puck for Jack, who just flew up the ice with Halla and was able to get that goal. Game seven is all about like unsung heroes, right? So it's just like it's it's uh it was crazy to see Mikey McLeod be the one to start finally get that game going because it looked like the Devils had so many chances. Obviously, Igor Shesterkin being you know, the brick wall that he is, and and it's a shame that for so long that the Rangers have had a goalie, you know, a franchise goalie for so long, and they just can't find to get over the hump. And it's not a bash, you know, you know, like obviously Igor is the reason why the De- the Rangers were in that series to begin with. He had eleven goals above expectancy save. Uh, you know, save expectancy in that series. So he was doing the most. So if you look at the games that, you know, where the Devils even dominated, like Igor kept those games from being absolutely a bloodbath. So, you know, they got to get, uh, you know, it seems like he has all the help out in the world, uh, you know, on that team, like all the talent that they have. But, you know, maybe it is the coaching, maybe it's the scheme, who knows? Because, you know, Igor is doing everything he can being that goalie and the Rangers still can't find a way to get over that hump. Yeah, it's it's definitely... Interesting to look at what the Rangers are going through goaltending wise, right? Because you're, I was actually talking about it with a few Ranger fans at game six on Saturday night at Madison Square Garden. And, you know, think about it with you, you throw Igor like the next 15 years, right? Let's say Igor's the guy. This franchise has gone from Richter to Lundquist to Igor. I mean, talk about a run of goalies. Franchises don't get that, and that's what the Rangers have had. And, you know, the they just don't have the cups to show for it. You know, yeah, 94, but that's it. And really just interesting, to say the least. Now, I do have to say a funny story, and I'll get to it in a second. But Mikey D, second Devil's goal. And second player, unsung hero per se. Unbelievable. I want to highlight. Unbelievable. You know who I'm talking about. Dan Marino. Dan Marino. Where did that come from? <laughs> Where the hell did Why that come do you, from? You keep, you keep calling this guy the greatest quarterback in Miami Dolphins history. John Marino. Uh, John Mar- I'm, dude, I, I, keep, I lose my mind. John Marino. <laughs> you did this to me on Saturday, too. I did. John I Marino. Did unbelievable game he starts this game off with an incredible defensive play on Mika Zibanejad on a two-on-one he had a fantastic game in the back end John Marino has been so steady so good moving the puck he's been fueling the transition game not only that but he's been jumping in on the rush he decides to cut towards the net fake his way towards the goal and through four Ranger defensemen before backhanding a puck wide, then an unreal no-look pass to Tomas Tatar in front of the net for the second goal of this game. What a goal. What are your thoughts on John Marino? I got to ask you, Ben, right back at you. I got a question right back. Do you think that getting 
John Marino. Sorry, Dan. I keep getting the wrong Marino out here. I mean, you are the GOAT, John, but, you know, obviously Dan is first. But do you think that this trade from the Penguins, obviously getting rid of uh, Tyler Smith to get John Marino, do you think that is probably one of the best trades in Devil's history for the way that he's played this year? I know it's just one year. I understand. But just the impact immediately that he has made on the defensive side, I think is the bottom six of the Devils team. Do you think it's one of the top trades in, in the Devil's history that we have seen? I think it's up there. I think it's it's definitely, you know, obviously it's hard to say one of the best in franchise history, right? But in terms of uh, in our in our modern era, how about that? I mean, oh, we'll, so we'll it's certainly one of the. It's look, you can put it on par with the Adam Larson Taylor Hall trade. I think at this point, because you got one good year out of Taylor Hall, you've gotten one great defensive season out of John Marino so far. Now Marino. Fantastic player, but I do have to say this because while I'm walking into MSG on, on Saturday, I, I see a, a guy standing outside one of the entrances, black quarter zip, smoking a black and mild. And he's like, he sees us in the devil's jerseys and he's like pumping his fist. He's like, yeah. And then he waves us over. Now, Mikey D, I know walking up to some guy smoking outside of MSG who <laughs> waves you over isn't necessarily the best idea, but I went Team over and said, hey. Team sketch. Team sketch. Yeah. Well, he, he said, yeah, go Devils. He goes, he's like, my son plays for the team. He's number six. I'm like, oh, John Marino, no way. <laughs> so we start talking, right? And he is just going off on the Penguins. He is going in on the Penguins. And like I like I told him I was like oh you know I was in Wilkesbury last year you know I saw Hexenberg came by a couple times I've gotten to meet him and he had some fantastic fantastic stories about the old regime over there in Pittsburgh. Needless to say, uh, there are some people that are very happy and were perhaps mistreated over there by the Hextall Burke regime and you know. One thing we really did agree on, those guys ruined P.O. Joseph. Mm. But John Marino's dad. I heard that. John Marino's dad, what a guy. That's uh, that's just an awesome experience. I mean, I can't even get his uh, son's name right half the time. I mean, I just, uh, I'm, I'm, I could be stupid, Ben, but uh, yeah, that's just awesome to see. I mean, you go into a game, you already have a good experience, and then you get to see one of, uh, you know, definitely – you know, a, a game-changing player in John Marino's father just hanging out, smoking a black and mild outside of MSG. You don't get to see Dude, that very often. So, it was so funny. He's just sitting there ripping a black and mild, and I think that's what made it more just, wait, this is, and I saw the resemblance. That's why I didn't even question it. I knew it was his dad. And, and the black quarter zip had a Black Devils logo on it. So, he was over by like one of those private entrances. It was it was just really funny, and uh, I was with uh, Corey Jason over from uh, Outsider Sports Football and Baseball, and he that was his one reaction as we walked away. He goes, "Do you see he was smoking a black and mild?" <laughs> that's that's amazing. Just the cherry on top to that story. It really is. <laughs> like that's his one takeaway there. It was so it was so just peculiar, but so funny. Hats off to you. If, if uh, Mr. Marino or John, you end up hearing this, just know we're big fans of you. We're happy you're in Jersey. But we are going to shift over into this series now for the Devils and into this round two series with the Carolina Hurricanes. 
it's not going to be an easy matchup. The Hurricanes won the Metropolitan for a reason. But, Mike, what happened in that Carolina Islanders series and what necessarily makes you feel good heading into this series if you're a Devils fan? Yeah, I know it's it's going to be an absolute negative thing because I don't wish this on anybody, obviously, because and, and and everything like that. But I think it's just a lack of depth in in Carolina right now, you know, due to the unfortunate injuries and and everything that they had they've been going through, you know, from the end of the season and into now into the playoffs. You know, they 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 are not at full strength, and um, you know, as a Devils fan, that can make you happy, but it also at the same time can you know make sure that you know, these guys, you know, as our Devils. Are are not too high, you know. Coming off this huge series win against the, the Rangers, who's a who's a great team, and and then now you're going against a Carolina team that you honestly are better than and should be better than, you know, due to the circumstances. But you know what we saw in that Islanders and Carolina uh, Hurricane series, you know, is that it. You know, the Islanders gave everything they got, and at the same time, you know, there was plenty of games that we we both probably can agree on, Ben, that you know the Islanders should have won if it wasn't for uh, you know a few missed tic tac calls and and uh, you know and especially just the way. That the series ended in overtime, uh, you know, kind of like a you know a blue line shot from the from from the side of the glass. Like it was an unreal shot. Like you know, the Islanders were in that series from start to finish, despite the you know it being four two. Um, you know, it just makes me confident that I think that the Devils, from what we saw in the Rangers series as well, is that they can skate with just about anybody. You know, they could be just as fast, if not faster, than this Carolina team. That's what they're known for. Um, so I uh, I just think that, uh, you know, the Devils can use their speed and this momentum to definitely take this series, uh, you know, uh, to their advantage. And uh, it, But they can't take them lightly. That's the only thing that I got to say. But they should definitely pull out this series without any issues as long as they don't play down to Carolina, uh, you know, despite how good they are. They are better than them. I agree. I think the biggest thing to look at when you look at this matchup is the depth. Carolina doesn't have it anymore with the Svechnikov injury, the Pacioretty injury. It's it's just too much for them to overcome. I know they were able to find scoring in some depth places, but Sebastian Ajo really carried them and scored in a lot of the big moments. Um, I also don't see it. I think that the Devils are going to ultimately come away with a win in this series I have the Devils taking it in six games. They will win it on home ice once again. Mikey D, I know that uh, you have the New Jersey Devils winning this one in seven. Mm -hmm. Tom Leone has the Devils winning in six as well. New to Outsider Sports is Parker Dorsey. He has Carolina winning in six. And Ariana Ferris has Carolina winning in six as well. On to the next series. We head to the West. First series, we'll mm -hmm. talk about the Dallas Stars and Seattle Kraken. And I know that Colorado might have been more exciting on the surface, but I think this might be the most intriguing series because you have Dallas, who I have talked about being one of the most complete teams in the Central. It might even be in the West. And Seattle, who might have looked like the best team in round one, uh, if it wasn't for star power and Jared Bednar's coaching, Colorado probably loses that series in five games, I think. I, I agree with you. And, and I was just about to say before you did, uh, uh, this series is, is uh, you know, another, it's just amazing that this new franchise in Seattle, it's kind of like a room for them. It's like a, my, sec my second favorite team right now. I, I get all dirty when I talk about them. I don't know why. They're just, they're so exciting. And um, that series against Colorado just proved it. 
you know, it's kind of cool always just seeing, you know, a new franchise and, and, uh, and, and seeing what they're capable of and, and, and Seattle proves, you know, exactly what they're capable of against Colorado. And, and like you said, this is the most complete team, this Dallas team that I've been defending, um, you know, for weeks on end on this podcast, saying how good they are and how, uh, you know, overlooked they are against this most entertaining team in Seattle. And I'm just very, I'm very, uh, looking forward to this series. I think it's going to be a great one. Um, and, uh, and, uh, I do think that Dallas does get the upper hand in this series because of that star power and Seattle, you know, obviously we're, we're still as good as they were in that first round. We still don't know exactly what they're capable of capable of doing. You know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to not give them props. You know, the win against Colorado is absolutely massive. Those are the defending champions. I got to give them respect. But at the same time, I think this is Dallas's time. I think they, like you said, they're just so complete compared to Seattle. And, um, but Seattle's going to give them a run for their money. I'll give it, I'll, I'll, I can bet that. Yeah, I think that Seattle is definitely a team that's proven. I think they proved in that first round by knocking off the defending champs that this group can go out there, win hockey games, and play really good, smart hockey. Philip Grubauer was outstanding in that Colorado series. And now, I know last time we talked in the pod, we were talking about goaltending costing it for Colorado. I really don't think it did. I thought Alexander Georgiev was fantastic. I thought he kept the he kept the Avalanche in a lot of games, and the reason why they won Game Six. So really, just injuries ended up being too much to overcome. And Seattle is just a good hockey team. Parity is really there in the National Hockey League now for this series. I have the Dallas Stars winning this in six. I think Seattle, while yeah, they look good. I don't know how long they can keep it up. Mike, I know you have Dallas also winning this one in six. Over to Tom Leone. He has the Dallas Stars winning in six as well. Parker Dorsey, Dallas in six. And then Ariana Ferris is taking the Dallas Stars over Seattle in seven. So all of us taking Dallas, but all but one of us taking Dallas in six. So it looks like Seattle, they'll be able to pull out a few wins, but it'll be an interesting series. Other series in the East, it is the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Florida Panthers. Toronto, they finally expel those demons of the first round. They get that elusive fourth win in the first round by beating the Tampa Bay Lightning down in Amelie Arena, winning all three of those games in Tampa Bay in overtime, really showing the grit and resolve, especially after just getting smoked in game one. And then you go to the Florida Panthers, talk about a team that needed some grit and resolve. They went out, they beat the Boston Bruins, the best team in regular season history, three games in a row. And, you know, this team is flying high. Matthew Kachuk has just taken them and willed them through that Boston series. He said he was going to get them there. He said he was going to take them there. He's elevating his game to new heights, and it's so exciting to see what's going to give. Which story is going to crack? Because, you know, you feel like maybe Toronto's playing with house money because the expectation was, hey, just get me out of the first round. But then you have Florida, on the other hand, who now they look really hot. Yeah, hundred percent, Ben. It, I was literally about to say you, you're perfect on the storylines here, man. You know, I was just gonna make a joke here because I am a Dallas Cowboys fan, people, and I hate it. But even the Dallas Cowboys win a first round playoff, uh, you know, first round playoff game every every once in a while. But we all know it's what happens in the second round, right? So there's my joke for the day. I'm miserable. I'm not saying Toronto fans should be miserable because this team is very good and they could be the difference for once. 
But like you said, uh, you know, Matthew Kachuk and and this Panthers team, man, they just look on a whole different level. I know, you know, you know, uh, you know, three one is, you know, this is a very uncommon thing in a series. You know, we just saw it last year with the Rangers against the Penguins, and then and then we saw what happened. The Rangers were on their run; they made it to the conference finals, and and this is kind of something I can see with this Panthers team. You know, they got the talent to do it, and and Kachuk is just leading the way. He is the best American-born player in the league right now. You know, he's he's in like his prime. He's unbelievable, and uh, and he is. In taking this team to new heights and now for Toronto you know obviously they got over the hump you know they could take a deep breath they got out of the first round finally especially against a team that they got revenge on from last year in Tampa but uh you know this Panthers team like you said I just think they got hot at the right time and when a team gets hot especially in the NHL playoffs or anything is possible I just think they get the upper hand in this series I know you're about to announce the you know who who we're picking eventually but yeah I got the Panthers winning this series in seven I think they definitely could uh you know they're gonna take that momentum and continue to stay hot and I think Toronto you know they got their they got their fresh breath and and they had their big moment already and that's sad to say because his team is so good but now the Panthers are going to take advantage it is really about like taking advantage of the right times I think it's a it's both of these teams that should have opportunities that they're trying to take advantage of for the Florida Panthers why not right you were a wild card team you just knocked off the Bruins why not make a run here For the Toronto Maple Leafs, you have to take advantage of the fact that you are not seeing the top seed in your division for the first time. Like, you are not dealing with a juggernaut of a team. There is zero excuse for Toronto to lose this series. I know it may look like, oh, hey, they're out of the first round. Who cares? No, this is a win the cup. Toronto fans are, are are sitting there running around with shirts that say cup bound. This is a franchise and a fan base that is expecting to win the cup. Toronto needs to go out there and win it. Now, I have the Maple Leafs winning this series in seven games. Mikey D, I know that you are all in on the Florida Panthers, baby. You have Florida taking this in seven. Over to Tom Leone. He has Toronto in seven. Parker Dorsey taking the Cats. Florida Panthers in seven games as well. Ariana Ferris, also Toronto in seven. All of us see this series going the distance. Last series to talk about, though, and this might be the most fireworks. You have the Edmonton Oilers and the Vegas Golden Knights. I know Vegas may not have the firepower to match up with Edmonton, but they were easily the most dominant team in round one. And they weren't the team with McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. Leon Dreisaitl, by the way, with a ridiculous, ridiculous first round scoring seven goals Mike I know you've been all over Dreisaitl you've been loving it even more than McDavid what are your thoughts on this series and what are we looking at here could this be the best series in the west and perhaps a the real western conference final yeah, I think it's one of those definitely. I just think that you know these two teams are very star powered, and it's going to be exciting to see. You know, we're 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 just getting a bunch of big names, uh, you know, left and right for between Edmonton and also on Vegas, and um, and I like I I completely agree with you when it comes to Vegas here. I think they're like a tad overlooked. You know, I just uh, you know they have a, a very complete team as well. Um, and obviously Edmonton has the star power, and that was what that's what makes them deadlies, and and you know somewhat of a slight favorite in this um. 
in this series as well, because, you know, you know, between the t- Toronto Edmonton, everyone's uh, so excited, uh, you know, over there on that side of things. But at the same time, you know, I think that Vegas is, uh, you know, they're, they're very competitive. Like you said, they they dominated that first round, you know, out of all the series in the first round, you know, Vegas took care of business. They've been rested. They're ready to go. Um, and they got to study Edmonton because they had to go extra games than they did. Um, so I, I think it's going to be a very close series. It's going to be very fun, very exciting. A lot of goals, man. I would take the over in every single one of these games. I think there's going to be a lot of that star power showing. But, uh, yeah, it's definitely probably this, this should be the Western Conference Finals to, to an extent. Because, obviously, the Seattle and Dallas matchup is very exciting, too. I'm so excited to see that. Um, and, you know, as complete as those teams are, I just think these two teams are definitely the best in the West. Um, it's a shame that they get a play in the second round, but that's how the playoff format goes. And and I'm just uh, I'm excited to see how it comes down to. Definitely can see the series come down to the wire in a Game 7 as well. Yeah, and some people may be upset that we're not going to see the Jonathan Quick uh, Los Angeles redemption story with Edmonton's rise late. But I'll tell you what, this is going to be a fantastic series, and goaltending is going to be a question. Lauren Brossois has been the guy getting the nod for Vegas. He looked good and serviceable in the first round. Is that going to be enough against Edmonton? I don't think so. Now, I have the Edmonton Oilers winning this in seven games. I think Bruce Cassidy is going to have the Vegas Golden Knights fight down to the wire and claw, but Edmonton is just going to be too much. Mike, you have Vegas in seven. Tom Leone is going with the Vegas Golden Knights in seven. What a shocker. We're agreeing once again. Here, Parker Dorsey is going with the Edmonton Oilers in five games. And we see Ariana Ferris going with Edmonton in six. It's really going to be an interesting second round. I always say that for all sports, the second round is usually the best round and the best time to watch. This is when you have two games a night, one game going on at a time. You could focus on one, and these are usually the best games you'll see. The competition has been taken off. Usually the teams, the posers, they've been eliminated. These are the best. These are the hottest teams. This is where you get the best hockey. Round two of the playoffs. Cannot wait. Outsider Sports is going to continue bringing you playoff hockey coverage over on TikTok. Make sure you check us out by searching Outsider Sports. We have game reaction videos going up. Mikey D might be making the trip down to Carolina. Go follow the TikTok to see if he does and he makes it down there. We're also going to be having more blogs up on the website. Check out OutsiderSports.net where we have football and baseball blogs up as well. Check out our other podcast, the Outsider Sports Football and Baseball Podcast up on YouTube and Spotify. And we appreciate you tuning in. Make sure you tune in to next week's episode as well. And keep it locked for next week and the NHL playoffs.